Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. On Saturday at Washington Square, there was a gathering of individuals who would like to bring about some change, mend some fences, and come together. That gathering was led by Kamal Ahmad, who has been a guest of mine on this program a number of times. I'm grateful to him for speaking out, sharing the messages he has, uh, both on Twitter and in the media and via social media. And I'm especially grateful to him for what he organized and executed on Saturday. Here's just a, a little taste of what Mr. Ahmad had to say to the folks who gathered uh, on Saturday at Washington Square. The media says, wait a minute, they are protesting in Salt Lake City, Utah. There's not even enough black people to make up a good protest in Salt Lake City, Utah. Which is true, however, what they are seeing nationally is that here in Salt Lake City, Utah, we have, as Martin Luther King Jr. would have said, people of good conscience who recognize that they can no longer stand for systemic violence and no response towards African Americans. Mayor Mendenhall was present as well and spoke. She talked about, uh, or made a declaration rather, that this is about every system of society. The point of the sphere is about the relationship between people of color, particularly black Americans and the police. But we know, we know that this is about every facet of society. This is about every system and every statute and every law that is on the books that was built on a flawed and a racist foundation. As these protests have played out, you have seen sides develop. There are those who march under the banner of Black Lives Matter, and there are those who respond to those individuals by saying, wait a second, hold on, all lives matter. And that, uh, the, under those two banners, there has been a great division. Well, University of Utah Black Student Union Representative M.J. Powell uh, spoke and uh, discussed exactly the difference between th those two assertions. Yes, I believe black lives matter. And I also believe all lives matter. But right now, we should be focused on the black ones because it's very apparent that our legal system doesn't always prove to its constituents that they matter. This gathering on Saturday at Washington Square was organized, as I said a moment ago, by Kamal Ahmad, a, a frequent guest on this program and someone who I'd like to now consider a friend of mine. Uh, and he joins me on the air now. Sir, how are you? Well, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. No, it's my pleasure. I know there's a lot going on. You are engaged in some important work and, uh, you know, a few moments shared on these, pro on these airwaves are much appreciated. Tell me, how did Saturday go? They went very well, but I just want to make something clear. That was actually not that was actually MJ Powell on both of those clips. Uh, that wasn't me on the first one speaking. That was MJ Powell on both of them. 
Oh, my apologies. What was the message you communicated to, to those gathered? Um, so my whole message was, uh, one, understanding the concerns of our community, understand the concerns of those within our, of the, of the many diverse views. Um, it's okay to listen to people's concerns. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what makes our country great. So let's, let's listen. Um, I might not necessarily agree with them, but I want to listen. We need to under, know them and better yet, understand them. So I gave many diverse views, people with diverse views, an opportunity to speak their mind so people can listen. But the end goal was to know that, yes, we hear those concerns, and yes, we love our law enforcement, and yes, we can do both. And we're going to do it in a nonviolent way. That's how we come together. That's why we're special here in Utah. That's why we're special here in Salt Lake City specifically. And that's why we're going to be a model for our nation to come here and say, you know what? If you want to learn how to get better, come to Utah. Come to Salt Lake City. Yeah. There's a there's an image circulating on social media and elsewhere of yourself and Chief Brown embracing. What does that photo, what did that experience mean? It means everything. I mean, Chief Brown is, he is a phenomenal human being. Um, I know the cameras capture that, but even when the cameras aren't going, he calls, like he called me yesterday just to see how I was doing. You know, the, if the events over, the cameras are off, he's showing who he is. That's who he is. Hey, we're in this together. Let's continue to move forward. Hey, here's our next step. You know, and, and you know, you, we got to hit the plan running. Uh, a very good friend of mine, uh, Avais Ahmed, uh, who's a part of the Utah Muslim Civic League, uh, said something very powerful. Um, Saturday we met right after the rally with the Mayor Mendenhall and um, Chief Brown. And uh, Avais said, he said, you know what? The cameras are off. Now the real work begins. And that just really hit home and resonated with everybody in that room. And we all agreed, you know what? Let's get to work. That principle of what happens when the cameras are off, when nobody is looking, is is so incredibly important. And I think it's a good lesson not only uh, for those who are looking for change, you know, at the department level or in the community or in the mayor's office, uh, but also in our own lives and in our own behavior. Can, can you talk to me a little bit about what you have observed over the past week from Saturday to Saturday, from the day you witnessed a police cruiser burning in the streets of Salt Lake City to the moment that you held the chief of police in your own arms? What has transpired? What progress has been made over this past week? Yeah, that one, that Utah is not a violent society. We're not a violent, that's not our culture. Violence is not ingrained in our culture. We are peaceful Society, we have a peaceful culture of love, of acceptance, um, of diverse views. Um, and I give credit to our leadership for that on our levels, the religious leadership within the state, um, the uh, leadership within our government. I mean, they have made this a very accepting place, and, and they need credit for that. They, they've worked hard for that. They need credit. Last Saturday, we had a group of individuals who wanted to cause chaos and havoc. And they, they accomplished that for a short time. And we made sure our voices were heard to let them know that's not okay here. And they have not had that opportunity again, and they won't, without a peaceful but committed and staunch resistance. We're not going to allow that here. We're not going to allow that in Salt Lake City. We're not going to allow that, that poison to come here to our great state. That's the way. 
I uh, have been reading a, a little bit of uh, some of these attitudes held held in particular by members uh, of the community in Charlotte, a number of those who have taken to the streets, including uh, the chapter president of the NAACP. Their position is that protesters or those in the streets exercising their First Amendment calling for change, that it is counterproductive for them to kneel side by side uh, with police officers and that if the police are kneeling down with them, it is not a, a show of solidarity, but rather an indication of manipulation. What, what do you say to that? Well, I, I think things have to be taken into perspective. So I don't know the environment there. I don't know the culture there. I know here we work together. I know here we don't we don't uh, have issues of racial profiling. We don't have issues of abuse of power. We're accountable. We're transparent. I don't know if they hold to those same standards. And if they don't, I, I could understand that. But to the standards and expectations that we have here in this state, between our law enforcement and our uh, community, the, recipro the reciprocal accountability—the uh, uh, reciprocal accountability, accountability meaning that we're all accountable for our actions—and we and we have to first hold our hold each other accountable before we can hold anyone else accountable. And we all understand that here. We all understand that. We all understand how that is not easy, especially when it's someone who looks like you within your community, and you want to give them that free pass. No one gets a free pass. We all have to be accountable for our actions. That's how we move forward. I don't know if everyone else, in specific with, with Charlotte, I don't know if they hold themselves to that same measure. Um, we definitely want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Here in Salt Lake City, we do. That's how we work. That's how we operate, and that's why we're going to be the model. We're speaking to Kamal Ahmad, local educator, resident of Salt Lake City, organized a gathering on Saturday at Washington Square. Uh, let me, lastly, uh, before we go, ask you, sir, uh, what's next for you? Um, being an assistant principal, I'm looking forward to getting back inside the school with our students. And for me, that's how change is made. That's my way of making change in the, in the, in the community, in the school. Um, I'm just greatly looking forward to it. And at the same time, following up on the issues that have been brought up with our community, the concerns that have been brought up, and following up and measuring, engaging that progress to make sure we're making the necessary progress in order to continue our, our change, our, 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 um, this great thing that we have happening here in Utah. So it, it's a beautiful thing, diverse people. Um, it's just it's, it's a good time to, to live right now. So yeah. um, if you want to be in the right place, come to Utah. That's the way. I admire you, sir. I admire what you're doing. I admire the way you are going about it. And I know uh, and believe that those students uh, whom you will serve as an assistant principal will be uh, bettered because of their proximity to you. Thank you for what you're doing, and please keep it up. Uh, thank you, and thank you for having me on. It's an honor. Of course. Quick break. When we come back, we're going to look at the experience of a few individuals and organizations who have said the wrong thing at the wrong time, and the consequences have been dire latest the crossfit organization we'll talk about it next on live mike i'm lee lonsberry and this is ksl news radio